This is Pivot Perspectives with Chris O'Byrne, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they've learned on their road to success and get exclusive access on how to implement their success into your life and business. Pivot Perspectives is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Chris O'Byrne. Well, Reggie, welcome to the show. I'm super glad to have you here today. Well, thanks for having me, Chris. I'm pumped to be here, too. Absolutely. Well, let's dive right in. And my first question is, what was your childhood like? How did you get into football? And are there any stories that you can share? Um. Yeah. So how was my childhood like? My childhood was, uh, it was good. I, I thought it was pretty chaotic. We moved around a lot. Um, we eventually... Um, we spent most of our time in Boonville, Missouri, and in Sacramento, California. Um, we moved from Boonville to uh, Sacramento. Um, parents were in the military. Mom, dad stayed in longer than a mom. Um, so, you know, there'd be periods of time where he'd be gone. And, uh, it was just a lot of stuff going on, but it was good. Um, and then um, what got me, as far as football, I... It was one of those things I think I must have saw it when I was four for the first time. And it, it was just one of those th- like instant attraction. I remember asking my dad, like, hey, what is this? And he's like, oh, football, son. And I remember asking him, like, like what? And he's like, yeah, you could be one of those people if you want to, too. And I was like, those are humans? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> to me, they just seemed like mythical creatures or something <laughs> at that time. Oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It is fully fascinated me. Absolutely. So when did you start playing when you were a child? I'm shortly after. I started playing flag football, I think, when I was in kindergarten. And then did you like continue playing, you know, high school, varsity, all of that stuff? Yes. I I played, yeah, I played uh multiple multiple sports so yeah when one season was over i hopped right into the next that's how it was um, until i graduated high school pretty much okay so which of those sports other than football did you like the most rugby for sure rugby Ah. for sure loved rugby um i was i i really thought about it too um, because I love rugby okay. so much. Um, and I had a chance to uh, trial for the under-19 team. But uh, my high school coach at the time said that if I tried out for the under-19 team, he would he would sit me. He wouldn't start me for the first three games of the season, so I didn't try out. I really <laughs> regret, I regret that because they traveled, they traveled the world, and I should have done that. I really should have oh, done that. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. And rugby is such a fun, it's such a fun sport. And there's, when it comes to the team and the community that's involved, I, I feel as if the rugby environment is, is, is bar none when it comes to that community aspect. It was just a great, amazing time. One of the best times ever. Yeah. And I've, I've known a few rugby players and they say the same thing. I mean, they're, they're just, I mean, they're all in, they love it. And, and again, that community, there's something about that community that, you know, it, it just builds people up and, and people love it. It's it's important to them. So it is. 
It is. It is. It's nuts too. And they're all they're all nuts too in the best way possible. Um, yes, you know, absolutely. After, yeah. After a match, um, you know, we would drink from the shoe and <laughs> drink from someone's cleat before we had our little party afterwards with both teams together. It was it was so awesome. Um, I really I really miss rugby. Nice. So then when you went on to college, did you choose a college based on, uh, you know, the opportunities for football at that time? No, (laughs) I wish I would have. Um, I did not. I chose the school that was the farthest away from home. They recruited me. That that, that was the biggest reason I went to Kansas State. I I grew up watching Kansas State because, again, you know, I I, I did uh, spend some time in Bloomville, Missouri, and Kansas State over. And that's when Kansas State was uh, number one in the country and they were dominating. So I did grow up with, um, with I did grow up a fan, but the biggest reason is they were definitely the farthest school away. And I, I just wanted to create distance. So I was a rebellious team. Got it. So when you went there, did you, you know, try out for the team right away? How did that aspect of it kind of come into play? So, yeah, I got recruited coming out of high school, um, you know, I committed, I mean, I went, took, took my visit, committed, uh, but I, I was actually a part of the very first year where um, kids were able to enroll early. Um, before, if you, were, if you got a scholarship coming out of high school, you couldn't enroll until the fall. I actually enrolled during the spring, so I actually played spring ball, and I um, – and I, I actually had to fly back to graduate from high school while I was enrolled in college in case soon. Um, so, yeah, I was a part. Now, every kid, for the most part, they, they're there in the spring. Um, but before that wasn't a thing, I was on the first year of that. Got it. Got it. So you went into college. You started playing. How did that how did your college career go? My college career was up and down, to say the least. Um, I never started more than half a season at K-State any of the four years, um, mainly because it's just the college sports environment can be very political. And when the guy who recruited me retired and they brought in another guy and I wasn't his recruit, it was very similar to the Deion Sanders situation in Colorado where, you know, he came in and he's like, man, I'm, you guys can leave. Like, I'm trying to get you guys out of there. That's a very common thing that a lot of people don't understand about the college sports environment. Coaches want to win with their players. And if they win with someone else's players, that could tarnish the wins and, you know, put a little asterisk in their minds or whoever's looking is mine. And when it comes down to it, they're trying to get their their players in. So what I so what happened my last three years while I was in school is they're trying anything to just get me to quit. And that's what it was my last three years. Every day I was there, this one thing after another, they're trying to get me to quit. Um, you know, I would go into games and I'd get like a sack or a pick or knock someone out or something like that, and I'd be out the very next play. Stuff like that. <laughs> so. Um, they just, they, he couldn't, he couldn't have me out there uh, succeeding. Just couldn't, couldn't handle it. So when it came to 
going into, uh, you know, my senior year was over, training for the NFL. I found out um, years after this fact that I came out with major red flags because my, my film was awesome, but they were wondering, how come he makes the big play and then he's off the next play? Like, what's going on? They didn't understand that these people were literally trying to break me every day. Um, but it, it really did help me when it came to the NFL, though. Yeah, yeah. You're again. You're developing grit just by living through that process. Mm-hmm. I had no idea it was that political. Uh, that's crazy. Do you have any uh, fun stories, cool stories to tell about your college experience? Oh yeah, Not outside of that. Oh yeah, outside of that, Kansas State was the best experience of my life. I had the time of my life. Everybody was awesome. Um, the community really takes you in. Um, they really consider um, you a part of that, you know, that whole Wildcat community. And I, I enjoyed it. I, um, I, um, there was. I want to say a story, but not a party story. Uh, <laughs> We, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of crazy things that happened. I remember, uh, my true freshman year, uh, our coach at the time, his name was Bill Snyder. Um, the first time he retired, I got to play in his last game and it was at home and we were playing Missouri and, um, all season it had been very difficult to just get consistent playing time as a true freshman, because it was just one of his rules. He just didn't like playing true freshman, which I understood. But he saw that I was good enough to play, so he didn't redshirt me, and he would put me in a game sometimes. Um, but when it came to this last game, uh, we came in with the plan that, you know, I was going to play a lot. And, man, I – like, to just seal off a season that way, I, I, had, a, I had a couple of tackles for loss, um, almost had a pick had a forced fumble um, that was like one of the biggest plays in the game, knocked this dude out coming across the middle. And um, then at the end of the game, being able to just go up to Bill and and being able to shake his hand and be like, man, I was for you, man. I was like, I'll always remember that moment. Cause you could just tell, you could just tell how grateful he truly was like genuine gratefulness. Like, thank you so much for giving that to me. And, you know, I always, I always have a lot of love for Bill to this day. He's, a, he's just a tremendous man. So being able to That's get awesome that out. Dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. So he wasn't one of those, the, the ones who were causing difficulty trying to get you to quit. No, he was a great guy. It was, the, 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 it was after that, <laughs> after he left. <laughs> uh, okay. Gotcha. Now I understand. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so then. What was the process like of going from, well, first of all, what did you go to school for? What did you graduate with? So, okay. So I graduated, I actually came back and graduated because they had a program called Second Wind there, where if you were an athlete and you didn't finish your degree, you could come back at any time and they put you back on scholarship to finish it. And I remember that throughout the whole process because I majored in history for three years. I was, um, like I really loved uh, like the Renaissance and um, learning more about that. And I wasn't entirely sure, but I got to the point where I realized, okay, like let's sit down and talk about this. You don't want to be a professor. You're not going into law. You don't want to be a teacher. Um, 
you, you're not going to go into research. You don't want to be a librarian. What's the point of you having this degree? And then I had to sit down and think like, okay, well, I, I do like helping people. So I changed it to family studies and human services um, to be a social worker. But the thing that got me out of that, why I didn't finish that was uh, in the class, every single class, they would say at the beginning, hey, just so you know, this is a huge burnout profession. The typical career lasts four, uh, four, four years. Um, lots of people come out uh, with big substance abuse problems, whether it's drugs or alcohol. And the list of stuff goes on. It, they literally were saying, you know, hey, if you want to do this, you could do this. But I highly advise you not to. So then at that point, I didn't finish. <laughs> and then I went and played in the league. And then I kind of thought about it afterwards. And then I just finished my degree up in social science at the time. This was a couple of years ago because the thought was I was going to go into grad school and get my master's in, um, in um, counseling because I was going to be a guidance counselor. And then I wrote that course. And then that was while I was in master's, getting my master's and I decided to just, you know, drop out of the master's and just pursue the course and get in the course in the school. So that's kind of how that played out. Got it, got it. So then, um, and and to me, this is kind of fascinating because like high school, it, it sounds like you're just kind of a normal dude playing, you know, decent sports. You weren't terrible. Um, you know, I, I talked to one person who said he didn't even, he was a basketball player, a pro basketball player. He didn't really even learn how to play basketball until he was in college. So uh, it, just the, all the different paths people take. So you get to college and you do a decent job, but you've got three years of really having a tough time just trying to prove yourself. How did you go from that to ending up in the NFL? So I... I luckily, l lucky enough for me, I had enough down to the point where it was enough for someone to want to take a shot on me. Um, and uh, draft day comes. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, you know, I have heard from some teams they're saying that you could get drafted late, but honestly, at this point, I don't know what's going to happen given, you know, I only sort of half a season and uh, I get a call around, the fourth round and then the Cardinals are saying like, Hey, we're going to, we're thinking about picking you up in the sixth or seventh round. And I was just like, Oh, okay. So then sixth or seventh round comes, I don't get picked. Seventh round comes, I don't get picked. They call me during the seventh round and say, Hey, um, we'd like to bring you in as a, a free agent. Um, and you know, you have your chance to make the team in camp. And then I got a call from four other teams saying the same thing. So what, Really, I think this is a really key moment in this because, yes, I did go undrafted, but I got to pick the situation I got to go into from five different teams, which is a huge benefit of being undrafted because most of the guys who get drafted, say you're a running back, you could go somewhere with two other guys, you know, and, you know, it, it, you, it's, it, it, I, I chose the path that basically was most beneficial for me. And I, I think that was probably one of the biggest reasons that helped me out to get into the league. But when I actually got there at camp, man, I, something just turned on. I just remember doing the, the summer training with all the rookies and then feeling intimidated because, you know, the, you're dealing, these are the best of the best. There is no higher platform than this. And you're like, dang, I'm here. 
and you see people all different types of ages you know there's old guys in here like there's grown men in here you think you're a grown man and you're like no that's a grown man right over there i am not that guy <laughs> um but i uh something clicked and i just remember thinking you know no one thinks i'm going to do anything like no one thinks i'm going to do anything they don't think i'm going to do accomplish anything they don't think i'm going to be anything but i know i'm going to be and i'm going to prove it to everyone every single day and when I showed up to camp, um, every single day I performed. Every single freaking day I performed. And when it got to the preseason games, I performed, I performed in every single one of those preseason games. Like, stuff was just crazy. I, I, I think I had three goal line stands. I jumped over, like a movie, jumped over uh, the line to stick a guy. Um, I remember they did a toss. I... I folded this guy on the one yard line. It was like little giants. And I was just doing stuff like that all camp. And then um, I knew I had made the team when I think we got to the third game and I just knocked this dude out. And I remember walking to the sideline and people were like, I hope you don't, I hope you're not worried about making this team. You, you clearly have done enough. <laughs> you clearly have nice. done enough. You could kind of chill out. Um, and then when the day came, cut day came, which is, you know, the dreaded day, I remember sitting in the meeting room afterwards and looking around because after cut day, half the team is gone. And it's, it's really small, especially compared to college. It's like half of a college team, not even that, an NFL team. So you're in this meeting room, you're like, dang, all these empty chairs. Now I was looking around thinking, okay, so someone's going to come up to me soon. And then we had our meeting, we had a position coach meeting, and they're like, hey, you guys can leave and come back on Monday. And then I remember talking to my coach afterwards and I said, so, uh, like, am I good? And he was like, yeah, man, you made the team. And I was just like, so it's good for me to show up on Monday. And he was just like, yeah, you better show up on Monday. Like, yeah, enjoy it. Like you deserved it. Yeah, you did it, man. And I remember just like being in shock because I, because I know that I'm, I'm one of the few people who could, have done something like that and fight in a situation like that, being on a drafted and they had just went to the Super Bowl the year before. So this was a really great team. And uh, I was really proud, really proud of myself for what I've done at that point. And a lesson that'll stick with you the rest of your life. If I give it my all, I'm going to make it. And I mean, yeah, you gave it your all at, like you said, the highest level. It, it, it doesn't get any higher than that. And so, yeah, that's and, – and so is that something that you had to – you said something clicked. Was it, uh, was it a, a decision you made and you had to stick to that decision even when you didn't feel like it or just something clicked and you were all in no matter what? The thing that clicked was I made the decision that I was not going to be – I'm not going to walk in fear with this. Yeah, I – yeah, it's intimidating, you know, that's – like there's Larry Fitzgerald and there's Kurt Warner and all these other people. And, you know, you want to be intimidated by it. I just saw these guys on TV. Holy smokes. But I remembered, I was like, I'm going to challenge everything. And like, if I'm scared, I'm going to run straight towards it as fast as I can and give it my best shot. And if I win, I win. If or I lose, I lose. Either way, I'm going to pick myself back up. But I'm not going to be a coward and I'm going to get what I want. And if that, if that takes me going above and beyond, then I'm going to go and be above and beyond and, and stretch myself till I get to that point. And that's what I did. And, uh, 
I did it on repeat for seven years. <laughs> that is a long time. So the older guys, the the stars, how do they treat the rookies? I always wondered that. Well, everyone's different. You know, um, you know, there's definitely like rookie hazing where you got to carry guys pads or every Friday we would have to go and get breakfast for everybody from Cracker Barrel and pay for it. And then, um, you know, we had a rookie night. We had a team dinner and I think the bill was like 30 grand that we had to split amongst three of us, stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, besides just little stuff or like, Hey, young buck, or like you, you're, man, you're, you're just a baby, stuff like that. It, they, they teach you with respect for the most part, especially if you give it to them. Awesome. Which makes sense because you're, you're part of their team. They, they can't make it without you. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's important too. So right. switching gears now and coming more uh, into, into the recent time, you were recently at uh, the first football camp that uh, Lee Steinberg gave uh, or held for this, the upcoming Steinberg Sports Academy. I was there. I saw what a great job you did. What stood out to you? What, what, like, what were the most... Uh, important parts of that, what just felt like the most uplifting to you, just kind of your your feelings about how that went. I I thought it went really well. I thought it was super organized. Coach Stone uh, is awesome at organizing and being on time with the camps. The kids were great. Um, we had a we had a we had enough time to really sit down and teach them some really good habits going forward and some things that some teal some tools that they would need going forward to succeed but it was also great to just sit down and being able to have that time to talk to the kids one-on-one and then even at the end when we uh, all had a chance to speak but I, I think the uh, the best part about it was just how well how the kids just took to us and um, really we're just out there trying to learn and get better and work and they're working really hard and it's great to see that you just remind it reminds you of you when you were that age and you know how curious you were of things and it was just such a great time um yeah i was i was thankful that i got to you know take some guys off and speak to them and they really listen and they really appreciate it and they're they're all ears and it was just a great place to be a great time yeah and you get a bunch of kids cross ages like that and you know, you, you expect there to be, you know, some some discipline discipline problems or, or or things. And man, I was really amazed. Those kids were all in. They were paying attention, really listening, and really just trying to be their best. So it, it made a huge impression on them. Um, so now the the Steinberg Sports Academy is planned to start this fall. There are some. I don't know. It sounds like some really cool things happening there. What are your thoughts about the the whole the academy as a whole and what that experience might be like for for all those kids that get to go to it? I I know that the the idea behind the academy is genius and it's much needed. Um, you know, just from talking to Lee in in private about you know his thoughts behind starting the school and um, what he was looking to accomplish with the school. And, you know, when we talked about um, how we could probably help him with that, 
he he just gets it. He understands that there's certain things that athletes need specifically, and if they could get them the earlier, the better, that would help them succeed in a college environment or a professional environment. But it's better if they have this early as, as early as possible, not just an understanding of the environment that they're going to get into from college or professional sports, but uh, when it comes to the NIL and when it comes to building your brand, um, even when it comes to entrepreneurship, because athletes really can make really great entrepreneurs because just like you mentioned, the grit and what it takes to actually succeed as an entrepreneur is not necessarily what a lot of people think. And um, with Lee, he's helped to, he's helped to get, guys major deals like not just endorsement deals or anything but helped him in business and helped him get business deals and being able to teach that to these kids at such a young age i was you know just telling him i was like yeah i have to be a part of this this is this is what these athletes need and they need it worldwide but they definitely need it here in america so yeah i just think it's a phenomenal opportunity yeah that's great and i think the that's some really good parting words of wisdom for, you know, for the kids and, and for the parents who are listening to this, um, to understand what this school can mean to their kids, to these students. Um, like you, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. So, well, thank you for coming on the show and talking about, you know, your past experiences and what led up to this. And um, how can people find out more about you and what you're doing right now? Okay. Yeah. If you want to find out more about me, you can um, go to the game within the game.com um, talks a lot about me and also my, uh, my business partner, David, and what we're doing with our college accredited course um, amongst other things. So if you want more information on me, you should probably go to the website. Okay, perfect. I'll make sure that that gets included in the show notes and everybody gets a chance to find that. So awesome. awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today. All right. Thank you for having me, Chris. Thanks for listening to Pivot Perspectives with your host, Chris O'Byrne. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advice on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we will see you on the next episode.